What's up, everybody? My name is Jordan, and welcome to the Once Alcohol Dependent Podcast. In this podcast, we're going to be going through my journey of becoming alcohol-free in 2020. Hopefully along the way, I'll be able to help out some of you individuals in becoming alcohol-free as well. Without further ado, let's jump into the episode. What's going on, everybody? This episode, I wanted to talk about the wake-up call. Now, this wake-up call could be a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Like mine was very, very minuscule, and I just looked down at my drink, and I was like, I'm done with this. And I got extremely depressed, and I got angry with myself. And for whatever reason, that's what pushed me over the edge. But I also wanted to go back and talk about the other wake-up calls that I had, like my near-death experience, or having to go to rehab, or waking up in the middle of the night still drunk and breaking a baby monitor. You know, these are the things that a lot of people don't talk about, but I'm going to today because I feel like it's it's necessary to talk about. It's necessary to put out there because if other people are going through this, I want them to know that they're not alone. There's a lot of people out there that may be struggling extremely hard with alcohol. And they're just not ready to talk to somebody else about it. Who knows? They might talk to me because I'm a complete stranger and I don't know their close friends. I don't know their family. And so that might open up an avenue and go, I can kind of do this secretive until I get the confidence high enough that I can go out and, you know, tell my family about this or tell my friends that I'm ready to take on this step of, or going alcohol-free because I'm just sick and tired of the way that my life is going at the moment. So with all of that being said, I feel like the first thing that I should bring up is my time at rehab, which was a great experience. I had I had a great time at rehab. It was a really good judgment-free environment, and it was it was honestly surrounded by a lot of good people. The uh, counselors were amazing people. They had a great plan for working out, education, uh, making sure that you're always occupied so your mind can't revert back to missing alcohol all that much. But they would also have uh, little sessions where you could sit around and you can talk with people about how they're how they were dealing with their alcoholism uh, throughout the entire entirety of their lives, basically, because a lot of the individuals there were, you know, twice my age. And uh, so I was able to see the um, long-term effects on what alcohol would do to your body with like what it would do to your face, the pitting, the the rosy cheeks, the, the swollen face. You know, there's a lot of things that actually happened to you that I had no idea about that I don't really, or excuse me, I didn't really understand until just recently because it started to happen to me. Or like some of the physical effects that alcohol would have on your body that I didn't know were happening because of the alcohol. Or I might have, and I'm, I was just putting it to the side. But nonetheless, I mean, it opened up my eyes to a lot of things that kind of scared me at the time. And which was a good eye-opener, it was a good wake-up call because I realized that this would be me in 20 years if I didn't get my act together. 
And so I took all that information, I soaked it all in, and then we decided to go to an AA meeting. And I was super nervous about it. And of course, they have you, you know, if you're comfortable, stand up and say your name. And because I was part of this rehabilitation program, they wanted us to stand up. They required us to stand up and say this in front of a room of 50 plus people. I was in, I was in Connecticut, you know, and it was a, it was a very, very big church that we were in. And there was a lot of people there and, uh, I wasn't about it. I, I hated the fact that they had us do that because that was kind of a, that was kind of a push, you know, it was kind of a sprint when I needed to just kind of get up out of my chair and walk a little bit is how I felt about the situation. But they were like, you know, get up, say it, it you'll feel a lot better afterwards. And I did, I did feel a lot better afterwards, but I, I still feel like there was a different approach that we probably could have taken to that because I'm not the type of person that wants to get up and just say something super embarrassing, even if there's a bunch of people there that are going through the same thing. Like, that's just not something that I wanted to do. But I ended up doing it. I felt all right afterwards. And then we went back and we had like a little study group. And we sat around and we talked about different things that the alcohol will do to your body and why you decided to pick up alcohol in the first place and just kind of clear the air um, from that pivotal moment in the program when you go out in public and start speaking to other people. Even though I'm an outgoing person, that still didn't mean that I wanted to get up and do anything like that. So I ended up leaving rehab and basically left all that information that I had built up in my head about what the possibilities were if I continued down the path. Because as soon as I got back, I was surrounded by a bunch of guys and gals that were my age and none of them were showing any of these signs and everyone was drinking heavily just like they were before I left and are going to continue to do while I'm there. And so it was, I was just thrown right back into the same situation that I was before with little to no help. I did have an outpatient program that I was going to that I think I had to go to twice a week. And it was a good support system to go there, but I was just stuck between a rock and a hard place because as soon as I got back from that nice little two hour session that I had to do twice a week, I would just fall right back into the same uh, habits that I was in previously. And I, I feel like it wasn't a good setup if they really wanted me to stop drinking alcohol because all it did was here's a little bit of here's a little bit of sunshine and then now we're going to throw you back into the tornado for the remainder of, you know, the week. And so I feel like it could have been handled differently and I don't really enjoy that way of doing it. Some people may think that that's the way to do it and that might be the way for you personally, but for me I was unable to do it. It just did not resonate with me uh, kindly. So from there, I just decided that I wasn't about it and I'm just going to go back to drinking. So that one wake-up call is when I missed it. When I, was, when I had all the information in the world, I had people telling me 
what was going to happen, how it was going to happen. I got all of this education on alcohol and I still decided to push it all out the window. So now I'm stuck in this boat back where I'm drinking again, rough waters, and I'm just heading further and further out to sea with land getting further and further away from me. That safety net that I was hoping for had a hole in it, basically. So now it's back to normal days, drinking like I never even stopped, and I decided to try and do it again on my own, but by weaning off. And so they had me on four different medications while I was in the military. Uh, One for blood pressure medication. I had another one for, I believe it was antidepressant, anti-anxiety, and then a sleeping medication. And with all of these combined, I could basically go without drinking, but it would, it wouldn't just stop my cravings. I just wanted beer all the time, or I wanted alcohol, any kind of alcohol, really. I was not biased whatsoever. And so I decided to take it on my own and start weaning myself off all of that medication because I felt like if I can't control my emotions, why am I allowing this medication to just dull my emotions down to the point where I barely even feel at all? And so I started to wean myself off of it and I decided to tell my doctor that I didn't want to do it anymore. And so we, we weaned myself off of all the medication. Now, was that the best thing to do? Probably not, to be honest, because I feel like I could probably use some anti-anxiety medication still now today, but I'm starting to learn a lot more coping mechanisms to get over anxiety. I do a lot of meditation on my own and I do a lot of uh, research on my own of different kinds of um, food to eat. Food really helps out with anxiety, different like eating healthier, making sure that you're exercising, things like that will dramatically change the way that your body feels and the way that your brain functions as well. So moving on to the second wake-up call or what I feel like the biggest wake-up call would have been or should have been is my near-death experience, and that's not really something that anybody ever wants to go through, and I absolutely did not. Like, I'm not a suicidal individual. I'm not the type of person that wishes for death, and I don't want to leave my daughter or my significant other behind without me because I just feel like I'd be... I'm already missing out on a lot of life because of my job, but... I don't want to miss out on all of it, and I want to be there for my daughter growing up, and I want to be there for my significant other to go through the ups and downs of lives, or the ups and downs of life, with without anything impeding on that, and that's including alcohol. So I decided that even though I almost died, that I'm just going to continue on drinking. So the whole moral of that story is that like I was out face down in the mulch in front of my house and the only reason that my significant other found me is because she got up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and she tried giving me a call but heard my, heard my cell phone ringing outside. And so she went outside and she found me face down surrounded in vomit 
and my tongue was swollen in the back of my throat. My eyes were starting to roll back inside of my head. And it was probably like, I feel extremely bad because she just woke up. Our daughter's sleeping in bed and I'm outside dying in our front yard. And so she had no choice but to call the to call the police and try and get me to wake up. She was trying to wake me up and everything, and I just wasn't responsive. And then as soon as the cops got there, I shined a light at me. They started talking to me, and I came to, and then I blacked out again, woke up in the hospital. And so basically, I got two bags of saline, and... I already threw up everything, so I didn't have to get my stomach pumped or anything like that, but my blood alcohol was extremely high, and they said that I for sure would have died if nobody would have gotten me because I probably would have choked on my own tongue. And so it's an extremely eye-opening experience. Also, that is a big, big, big wake-up call, and I am so stupid for not realizing this because what did I do? I just fell right back into the normal situation of thinking that it's a funny thing, even though I just caused hurt and heartache to everybody in my family, and it just kind of just fell right back into place. I'm just back to drinking daily. Like I, once again, never missed a beat, never missed a beat. And I just continued on drinking and a few months passed by and I decide that I want to try and quit drinking once again. And so I do. I try quitting and this time I did a little bit of research on my own. I got on Google and I started researching how to quit drinking alcohol. And a lot of it is like go to rehab or go uh, make sure that you are eating correctly and you know, try and wean yourself off and all the things that I've already tried doing before. And so that kind of came up as a miss. And then I started listening to stories on YouTube and, and, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of people on YouTube that are actually putting out videos, uh, explaining their stories and telling people about their stories of how they've stopped drinking alcohol and this, that, and the other. And I started listening to a lot of them and I decided to take one or two of them and put them into practice and I think the first time, the first time that I tried quitting after I almost died was sometime in June of, no, excuse me, May of this year, uh, 2020. And I think I lasted like seven days, but that was only because of the fact that I was really, really just struggling. I didn't sleep at all, barely. I was waking up in puddles of sweat every single night. I was trying to uh, fall asleep, but I would wake up after two or three hours, and then I would be up for like five hours just trying to fall back asleep. And it was a really, really rough experience for me. And it kind of scared me to want to try and uh, stop drinking again because I just decided to say, you know what, I'm not, I'm not about this. I'm not going to do this to myself again. And so I went right back to drinking, even though I was seven days in. I just decided to jump off the wagon again. Like that is not the way to handle it. And, but what am I supposed to do? I'm not, I'm not built for this. You know, that's what was going through my mind. I'm not built to do this. So I decided to just say, screw it. Going back to drinking. I can sustain this life. You know, why not? 
let's just keep going. So I just continued drinking like I always did. And that was probably the biggest mistake of my life because it just led into me doing more dumb stuff. I would go out and drink and then get dropped off and then I would pass out right in my foyer. I'd be taking my shoes off, fall over and fall asleep. That's what would happen. And then I'd get woken up by my significant other going, hey, you going to come to bed? And I was like, oh, I'm not. Oh, my gosh, I'm not in bed. I'm laying here on the floor, on the floor, in the foyer. Like these are these are the situations that I had constantly, all the time. Or I would drink and then I'd be like, all right, well, the OCD's kicking in. I'm watching a movie and the movie's not over, but I just finished my beer. So now I have to start another movie because for whatever reason, I had it in my mind that now I have to link up the ending of this movie with the finishing of my beer so that everything would seem like it was meant to be and then I'd be able to go to bed. But that would usually end up me being drinking too much and then I would puke or whatever it would be and then I would just be miserable for the remainder of the day and night. And But the next morning I'd wake up and I'd feel a lot better because I, because I puked all the alcohol out the previous night and drank a lot of water. But that's just not the life that I wanted to continue living. But I decided to keep living it anyways because stupid me just goes on with the goes on with the runs of life like it it just doesn't make sense. So last wake up call would be the wake up call that I that I ran into recently, and it was I was just literally sitting there watching a documentary about juicing, like I mentioned in the previous podcast. I sat there, I got depressed, and all I did was just look at it and say I'm done. I'm done with it. Like I was just defeated by the fact that I tried so many times and failed that I got ups- I got so upset that I was just like, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done with it. I'm sick and tired of being this slave to alcohol. I am being dominated by the source of evil, basically. And so I looked at it. I'm done. I ended up going to bed. I was drunk. Yes, I was I was extremely drunk. I went to bed. I woke up the next day. And the depression just came over me extremely hard. And if anybody gets on to my Instagram, I have the first day. Um, and me, I just took a short video of saying, this is my day one. I'm extremely depressed. And you can see it in my face. You can see it or you can hear it in the tone of my voice. And you can just see I'm defeated. But I'm motivated at the same time. And a lot of people probably won't see that in the first video. But if you look further on in there, I am very motivated towards the end because I have a goal in mind. And it's not a longevity goal. And it's not the one day at a time goal. It's the I am just sick and tired of trying and trying and trying. I'm just done. I'm just done with it. I'm going to give it up and whatever comes my way, I'm going to freaking stop it because I'm just, I just got sick and tired of it. I was just so defeated that I just gave up on everything that had to do with alcohol. Like I even have friends that I'm still playing video games with that drink alcohol or talk about alcohol. And I just suppress all of those feelings. Like every single, every single part of my being I can hear them talking about it. I can hear them taking drinks. I can hear them slurring. And it doesn't really affect me all that much because I'm so pissed off. 
Like I think the driving force behind me wanting to actually quit is because I am so sick and tired of trying to quit that I'm just doing it now. And it's just this driving force that just won't stop. It won't stop so much that now I'm trying to get others to follow me and help me along the way by me telling you my story and then you telling me your story. And now we're coming back and forth with each other, explaining to each other what we're doing, how we're doing it. And it led into me, you know, gaining a lot of friends all over the world because of Instagram. Instagram has been a huge contributor. Uh, You know, I finally came out on Facebook saying, hey, I'm an alcoholic. And I did that yesterday. And now I have people that I didn't even know were struggling with alcohol or other addictions coming to me going, that was extremely brave. And it's like, trust me, I I feel it. I appreciate everything that you're saying to me because you coming to me explaining that you're dealing with it too, that is brave. That is extremely brave. And now we're gaining this together. We're gaining this this friendship, this bond that a lot of people don't realize that this is extremely tough to get over. It's a daily it's a daily battle. Every single day is a battle making sure that you are staying alcohol free or tobacco free or free from uh, pills or whatever it may be. It's extremely tough. And I'm willing to talk to everybody. I want to talk to everybody because I feel like a lot of addictions cross paths and I feel that we can get onto another level if we talk more about it. I feel like the talking more about it is is probably the best thing to do because a lot of people are nervous about talking about it. A lot of people know people that are going through this or going through a lot of other addictions and no one's going to speak out about it. But if you can do it by say putting out this podcast or putting out an Instagram page and I am open and I'm not going to tell anybody your or who's going through it or your name or anything like that. I just want to talk to you and who knows, maybe we can get to the point where if you're ready to come out and talk about it or whatever, we might be able to do it on this show and then we can talk about it together and then we can release it to the masses or we can just talk about it in the DMs. Like it doesn't matter to me. I just want to make sure that everybody knows that you're not alone. I'm here for everybody and I hope that everybody's here for me because I'm reaching out to people, asking them how they're doing, how they're doing with their recovery, if they've fallen off the wagon recently, like when do you plan on getting back on it? I'm not an enforcer. I'm not going to force anybody to get onto it because I feel like it's a personal thing to do. Somebody else, like yourself, is going to be the one that pushes you there. Only you can be the one that says, I'm done with this. Because if anybody else forces you to do it, you're just going to revert back to the same thing that you were doing before. You know, that's what happened with me at rehab is I got I got forced to go. I came back and I was like, I'm, I learned everything that I needed to learn. But guess what? I'm not ready. I wasn't mentally ready to go through this. So whenever you make that amends with yourself and you say, I'm done, I'm done, done. That's when you're going to be on your real road to recovery. And with that being said, catch me in the next episode. Always remember you're not alone in this.
and I am always willing to talk. You can get me on Twitch. You can get me on Instagram, once alcohol dependent on Instagram, and holy Chinadian on Twitch. So at any point in time, if you want to add me on Instagram or add me on Twitch and jump into my live stream on Twitch or jump into my DMs on Instagram, we can talk about it. You can reach out to me in any way possible. So alcohol free. Let's do this.